I'm Kirsty Gillen. And I'm Laura Farlin. We are the AHSS Digital Learning Team. Welcome to our AHSS Digital Learning Coffee Break podcast series. All these ideals that we want our, our students to fulfill and we're trying to encourage them the whole time that they're with us to develop in those ways and and to not be afraid to speak out um, and also to think critically. And I think this was a great example of how we were putting that critical thinking into practice with students. This episode is a reflective conversation on an online student staff co-design workshop pilot. Alongside Katie Madden, the InSessional English Languages Programme Manager, and Beth McNichol, who teaches on these programmes, the digital learning team developed and facilitated this co-design project. We are so grateful that we could be joined by some of the international students who took part in this pilot. Hello, um, my name is Beth McNichol and I am an English for Academic Purposes teacher here at Queen's. And I work closely with Katie Madden, who's here as well on the in-sessional English programme. Um, I work across various departments in Queen's to support international students with academic skills. So in particular, I've been working with Faculty of Law um, this year, and we're very lucky to have some postgraduate law students here with us today. So I'm Katie Madden. I'm the in-sessional English Languages programme manager. And I work right across the university to put our programme into place in all of the schools. Um, and we provide embedded courses for international students to develop English language and academic skills that are relevant to the assignments that they um, need to complete. So as Beth was saying, we work quite closely together um, and Beth manages the coordination of the programme within the faculty of AHSS. And um, of course, then the School of Law is within that one. And so we were lucky enough to have Fernanda and Yelling get involved as well. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Fernanda and I'm doing a post, uh, an LLM, a Master in Law in Criminology and Criminal Justice at Queen's. And I come from, from Brazil and um, I have, I'm studying here with the Chevenin Scholarship from the UK government. And I'm really happy to join you here in this podcast and with uh, the sessions we have had so far with Beth. It has helped me a lot um, with academic literacy. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jia Liang Zhang. I came from China and I'm now studying uh, LLM Law and Technology with our Queens. I'm so glad to have the chance to share with everyone regarding the experience in this co-design workshop. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kirsty Gillen, and I'm one of the digital learning developers in the faculty of AHSS, and I help to facilitate um, the co-design. And my name is Laura Farlin. I'm the other AHSS digital learning developer alongside Kirsty. As Kirsty said, we help to facilitate this, and we we acted as sort of unbiased technical support for the workshop itself. So to give you some context of what we did in this co-design process and this is nothing new and we we are very aware that co-design is happening in other institutions it's happening within Queen's in a variety of different ways but the way that we wanted to do this was we wanted to have a, a workshop style setting we're still working from home as we speak we're, we're still working remotely so we knew that this workshop would have to be online 
we put together a website so we thought a website would be a good place for all the information and all the FAQs so you can have a look at that in the podcast notes this is something that we shared with staff and potentially we could have shared it with students as well in terms of technical way of this working this workshop we had a lot of conversations together Kirsty and I and a lot of trialing a lot of experimenting we landed on using Miro which is an online collaborative whiteboard and we we chose to use this because it can be really flexible we were able to have a wide variety of interactive feedback methods and it looks nice and it's quite intuitive it's quite easy to use once we did a bit of a uh, bit of preparation with both staff and students we used teams as well for the live the synchronous meeting and we held the workshop on teams uh, alongside using whiteboard to collaborate and to to take those notes we could have used padlet we had thought about doing that but we actually didn't in the end but we probably will do in future workshops so that's that's where the idea emerged from it's the, the technical setup uh, beth do you want to talk about your academic preparations for the co-design workshop Yes, well, I, as Katie said, I, you know, helped to coordinate the academic skills courses for international students in AHSS. And this has been a big, big project for us this year. Um, there's been ongoing provision for students for a few years now. Um, but this year we've been working very closely with specific schools to run embedded courses. So in semester one and semester two, um, we taught academic skills courses for postgraduate students in the School of Law, but it was new for us. Um, and when Laura's email came through about the co-design, we thought it was a perfect opportunity to get some more targeted feedback from students, which we'd already got earlier in the year, but to have almost a little focus group really with the students to find out what would be helpful for them in semester three. This was a very new uh, project for us, really doing targeted dissertation support workshops over the summer. Um, and obviously we have contacts in the School of Law um, lectures that we have spoken to about this. Um, but talking to the students was just inval invaluable. Um, so really Laura's email came through and we said we have to get involved. Um, so yes, and Katie and I thought it was good if uh, both of us came along and um, listened to the students and find out what they would be help find helpful over the summer. As Beth said, this is quite new for us. You know, we've been running English and academic skills courses for many years, but this is the first time we've had to scale up in such a way and um, to provide really embedded courses that are very tailored to what the students need. Um, so at the start of the process, we connected with academics in schools um, to try and get a good understanding of what types of skills students would need in order to complete their assignments. Um, and we based our course design around that. But we're now at the stage where we really want to give students ownership of these courses and to really to hear what they have to say and to drill down into um, which skills particularly they feel that they want to develop more and which ones are already quite comfortable with. Um, and basically just not to make any assumptions about what it is that students need. I think quite often students know better than we do, you know, where their gaps are and where their strengths are. So we really just wanted to hear what students had to say about it. Lovely. And uh, I'm just interested to know uh, from Fernanda and Jilang how 
you first heard about it and why you wanted to get involved in the co-design process? Um, I think I received an email uh, about the co-design uh, workshop. That's how we usually um, get contact by uh, the whole program, the academic literacy program, uh, the Queen's email. And I thought it could be an opportunity not just to share some of the ways I usually learn and that could be helpful to the program itself, but also to learn how to work on creation, like creative uh, workshops online, because that's something new for me. Like we, I usually, when I'm doing a workshop where we're supposed to create some something, we do it in person and then we have like canvas and paper, and then we sit down and talk and we have circles and all of it. And then online would be something new for me. So I thought it could be a nice opportunity to also um, get some, like learn something new besides sharing uh, my points of view and my feedback on the, the program itself. Uh, yeah, actually, my reason is quite uh, practical, actually, because at the time I received the invitation, actually, we have already uh, have some consideration regarding my dissertation and complete a part of my dissertation. So that means uh, there was also some questions that have been raised in my hand. I was want to see if those questions could be covered by this workshop. And, you know, in the future class, uh, I can learn from something to address my questions regarding my dissertation. So that's the reason why I would like to be involved in this. Just talking about expectations about the co-design workshop, uh, were this is open to anybody really, but what were your expectations coming in and were they met? Well, whenever we saw the email, Laura, we just thought it was a great opportunity um, to have some time to talk to the students. And to be honest, we'd thought about doing this really from the start of the year and it was just getting the time to do it. and. Whenever we met with you and you had said how you would help us to kind of structure the workshop and use online tools, it just it made us think, yeah, you know, this is what we need, some help to kind of run this and do it well. So it definitely met our expectations in that sense. Um, and it was just so helpful to have the support from the digital learning team um, to help facilitate the workshop. And we got such useful feedback. It probably even exceeded my expectations, um, especially using the Miro board because I didn't even need to make any notes because um, the students were typing their feedback on there. So I was able to go back to that, which I have done several times to help inform the course that we were now running. Yeah, it also met my expectations, not only the tools itself, which were really nice to use the Miro board and all of it, uh, but also how much the team uh, was willing to listen to us and get feedback from us. So it did make my expectations as well. Yeah, just uh, from a support perspective, you know, this was our first time that Laura and I were going into this kind of workshop. And, you know, we had ideas and we had, you know, heard of other places doing co-design. So this was a first for us. And I think coming in we weren't sure what was really going to happen we had ideas but we weren't sure and then just sort of like collaborating with both Beth and Katie it then helped us sort of build 
So it was kind of an interesting coming into it that they were helping us with the co-design as well as us helping them with the co-design. So I think sort of going in, we were trying to keep open-minded about what people wanted, like what, what kind of results they needed, but also just trying to keep it as wide as possible. Um, but I think just going in, we kept open-minded because things changed quite a bit. So I think from us, it was we weren't quite sure, but it was definitely um, a good experience. I would agree. I went in very much with an open mind because I was new to the process and I, I definitely had hopes for what I wanted to get out of it. And like my main hope was to learn about students' own contexts and kind of see where, where do they see their own challenges. Um, but I have, I have to say that it definitely surpassed my expectations and that um, it was really quite obvious from the start how much work Laura and Kirsty were putting into the whole process and how organised it was and how well planned it was. Um, and that really gave us such a solid structure then to work around. And as Beth said, you know, the use of the mirror board meant we didn't have to take notes. So we really could actually just listen during the session because sometimes you're you're trying to jot things down and listen at the same time but um no it was great to be able to just pay attention and, and listen to what the students were saying so yeah i had a really positive experience with it my next question is if, if anybody has anything they want to highlight from the actual workshop itself anything stood out to you or anything you want to comment on that uh that was that was interesting or you remember from the process itself. During the workshop, actually, uh, the workshop is facing to the international students. We found a common point that the majority of the, our international students would like to conduct comparative uh, legal studies, which means, you know, we do have to uh, familiar with two jurisdictions, our home jurisdiction and the UK or the EU. So based on this uh, common point, we are glad to find that in the uh, later courses, uh, Ms. Pace has put some emphasis on these legal studies and put some uh, samples regarding the comparative legal study, which is really helpful uh, for us. That's really great to hear, Xi Liang. And, you know, it's probably good to point out now that I am not a legal specialist at all. Um, and really, my role is to support with academic skills. And it was just so helpful to talk to the students. Um, we also got some information from them before the session about what types of dissertations they were doing. And then we heard some more about that in the session. So that was really interesting for me and also just really helpful. Um, and it was so useful to hear. You know, I wouldn't have known otherwise that actually most of the students in the group, I think possibly even all, <laughs> seem to be doing some form of comparative legal study. So I was able to look at kind of aspects of that examples um, of that type of study and useful language. So it, it really, really has helped. And it's it's so good to hear Xi Liang that, that it's been helpful and targeted. Um, yeah, it's really, really helpful. Um, also, Xi Liang had mentioned at one point that the School of Law had given lots of example dissertations from past students. And Xi Liang sent me the link and that was fantastic because I did not know this link existed. Um, so it was just really useful, you know, to kind of share ideas and resources for the session. And then I used some of those example dissertations in the sessions and picked out some comparative studies. So I just knew that what I was picking out was going to be helpful to the students attending the sessions. 
One thing that struck me as well during the session was really how self-aware our students are and how much understanding they have of their own needs and you know the fact that they're willing to kind of take control and have their say and you know not afraid to let their voice be heard um, I really appreciated that and it really drove home to me that you know this this is where we almost need to make as a starting point going forward just to kind of talk to the students see see where the needs lie and marry that up then with what we're hearing from academics and schools as well trying to find a middle ground there but yeah I was just like very 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 impressed by um, the just the level level of self-awareness of our students. Um, I found the whole workshop very well structured and very organized so uh, it was really nice to see the line like uh, how we were dra drawing a line between our questions and answers to get like to the whole creative process so it was really well uh, structured and uh, I enjoyed it very much like the whole meeting. I think we were together for an hour, probably or over an hour. And it didn't really feel like all that time because it was very smooth. It was very fun, actually. Yeah, just to highlight that before the actual workshop, myself and Laura had met with the students uh, just to sort of introduce ourselves and um, explain to them the process that is going to be happening and, you know, give them some like documents and, and, and sort of make them aware of what they're going to be going into because we know that this was going to be a new process for them and we wanted them to feel as comfortable as possible so I think Laura and I would probably both agree that we felt that helped that the students when they did come in that we just weren't two random strangers that they didn't know that they had obviously just met us before um, and we explained who we were and what you know our role was going to be so I think then on the day we were able to just jump straight in and everybody knew what role they had to play and um, which I felt was very good in terms of then the process moving forward. Yeah I, I totally agree actually with that and that was some really good advice that we got before or when we were sort of planning the workshop is to meet meet with all parties involved beforehand so as Kirsty says you just when the workshop comes you just everybody knows what to expect and you jump in and I also agree with Fernanda I think it was 90 minutes that we had together and the time just flew by you know I, I sort of feel like it was a perfect amount of time but we could have talked for longer because I, I also really enjoyed it as well. Yeah I was just going to add as well you know from our point of view, you know, it, it was just invaluable that you had met with the students beforehand. You know, I teach a lot of classes and I'm, I'm quite busy like everybody at Queen's and I just don't know if I would have found the time to figure out how Miro works and show the students. You know, you even did an example with them and made sure they were comfortable with using it. You know, that just saved us a lot of time and made us feel so much more confident going into the session. And as Katie said earlier, we could really just listen. We didn't need to worry about technical aspects or anything like that. And that that really, really helped because I think sometimes when you're using a new tool, you can focus on that a lot as a teacher. And actually, we didn't have to worry because the digital learning team were able to help. And I actually feel that if we were to run another um, co-design in the future, we could even do that by ourselves now. You know, you've kind of taught us how to do it. 
And now we, we could probably do it, even though we would love you to keep helping us with it if we do it in the future, because it was just so fantastic to have you on board. Um, but it also made us feel more confident to run that type of workshop ourselves in the future too. If other people wanted to do something like this, what advice would you have or what would you like to tell either staff or students getting involved in a co-design process? So I think if students have like every opportunity to be heard and share how they and how they learn, how like are the process of learning for each one of us, it's a, the perfect opportunity. Like sometimes um, teachers, they want to know better, like how can I have access to you? Like how can I actually share this with you, like teach you this? And when we have workshops, like co-design workshops like that, that's the perfect opportunity to actually share the best ways of like learning. And each person has their own way of learning. And um, yeah, and also be very like open about it. Uh, don't try to and like have the perfect answer, but what you really think, what you actually think about it. Uh, that's Those are my two tips. Yeah, for me, I think that the tools we used during our co-design workshop is really great. The mirror can be used in the future, not only for the uh, online workshop, even we uh, in the future we're going to have some in-person workshops. This kind of tools can also be used in the offline environment, and that can help everybody to join in and contribute uh, immediately into the workshop. And uh, that, as Bas just mentioned, it can be left in uh, uh, notes and shared to everybody with the uh, output and contributions regarding our workshop. So I think that one is really interesting and useful. Yeah, I just would say advice for uh, anyone thinking of doing co-design. Even if you get a small number of students, it is still worth doing it. Um, we had, I can't remember, it was three or four students in the end. Um, you know, not a huge amount of students, but it was still a, such a useful use of our time and of the students' time. And what we got from that was more in-depth than you might get from an online Microsoft form or a survey. You know, we could listen and respond and have a conversation. Um, the online surveys that we do are great for getting feedback and hearing from students, but I think this was even better. We got, you know, more detail from the students and could follow up and check anything, you know, that, you know, if they were talking about comparative legal studies or, or things like that, you know, we were able to ask questions about what actually might be helpful in terms of our sessions. So, you know, even if it's a small number of students, definitely do it. Um, because it was such a good um, use of our time and really, really useful for the course. Just to have faith in our students. I think as a university, we're trying to prepare students to be um, autonomous learners and, you know, contributing to the future. You know, we've got all these ideals that we want our, our students to fulfill and we're trying to encourage them the whole time that they're with us to develop in those ways and and to not be afraid to speak out um, and also to think critically. And I think this was a great example of how we were putting that critical thinking into practice with students. Um, and it's particularly Fernanda and Jia Lang were able to give us some really detailed feedback um, and reasons why or why not particular outcomes might be useful and when they might want those outcomes to you know, be covered during the course as well. So um, it's really strengthened my faith in our students, um, although I do think we have some shining examples here. Um, 
And the other just tiny thing I would say is to go in with a plan. Like we were, we had it all very well planned out and particularly Kirsty and Laura put so much effort into the plan, but also just to keep an open mind and won't be willing to go off off course if if something really useful is coming out from the students as well then you know just to be willing to listen to that and not be too rigidly sticking to everything that we have we have planned as well. Just to add on to what Katie said you know anyone who may find you know co-design um, that they may be interested in doing it that you know if they may not have an idea or they may have an idea or they're not sure how to go about it that just to sort of you know get in contact with uh, Laura or or myself and what we can do is we can sort of sit down with you and sort of um, help guide that idea uh, into sort of a plan and then um, we'll help even plan it with you and what the right tools will be and you'll even find that you know when you even go down that route that you may go to a different direction or you may find that oh actually this could be a bit more interesting and um, I think this will be better for my students um, and then we're happy to then help test all of it out and help you feel comfortable. Then lastly, it's just that if you decide to go down the route yourself, it's just to stay calm. You know, there's mistakes that are going to happen, technical glitches. You know, our students are really resilient and they'll be really kind at, at the fact that, you know, if something goes wrong. But I think just definitely try to put it out there and let your students get involved um, because they will help you. We just want to say a massive thanks to Fernanda, Jailang, Katie and Beth and all the other students who were involved and put so much work into this pilot project. For anyone who might be interested in finding out more or in taking part in one of their own co-design workshops, then please explore our dedicated website link which can be found in the podcast notes or reach out to the AHSS digital learning team at ahss.elearning at qub.ac.uk. Look out for more AHSS digital learning coffee break podcasts. And if you would like to take part in any future episodes, then please do get in touch.